LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Hello there and thank you for joining me, Stephen Doyle, with you to preview this week's action in the SSE Electricity League coming up on this week's edition. His temperament, he just goes about his job in a, in a lovely way and you know yourself when there's a special talent on your hands when the senior players are absolutely drooling about him on a daily basis. Once they're good players and they'll be good at children and they work hard, we'd like to get them back. At the same time, they have to be up to the level as well and they have to be hard working. It's a different feeling when you're playing for Kerry. You just have that extra 1% in you when you know that your friends and family, everyone that's connected to you is in the stand watching, you know what I mean? Yes, you'll be hearing from Bohemians boss Declan Devine, who's excited about the talent coming through at Dalymount Park. Devine's old Derry City teammate James Keddie's growing some local love down in Wexford. And Kerry's Sean McGrath is bursting with Kingdom Pride. If you can, like and subscribe to the podcast, which is out every Thursday. And you can find me on Twitter under the handle at DubSoulRebel. Well, it was FAI Cup action across the board last week and some big sides exited the competition. Shamrock Rovers, Sligo Rovers and Shelburne all crashed out at the first hurdle. The draw was made on Tuesday evening for the second round and those games will be played on the third weekend in August. Holders Derry City will host St. Patrick's Athletic in the glamour tie of the last 16. After knocking out Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk will go to Bray Wanderers in the next round. Bohemians have drawn non-league Rockmount at home, while Cork City will entertain First Division High Flyers Waterford. Leaders of the second flight, Galway United, go to UCD, while Drotty United have a trip to Kerry to look forward to. Non-league Scarys Town go to Finn Harps, while St. Patrick's CY have a home draw against Wexford. And I'm told they're doing everything they can to have that match on their home patch. On match day 25 in the Premier Division, there's still a reduced round of fixtures with three Irish clubs still alive in Europe. There's three matches this weekend and they're all on Friday and they all kick off at 7.45. 12 points separate the sides meeting at Turner's Cross with Shelburne on 35 points and Cork City on 23. The North Dubliners have won just two matches in their last 10 in all competitions. However, they have beaten Cork City twice already this season, including a 2-0 victory on side on Paddy's Day. City did beat Treaty United 2-0 in the Cup last weekend. Worryingly, though, after the initial bounce when Liam Buckley took over the managerial reins, they went five matches without a win, including three defeats before last weekend. Sligo Rovers must travel to Weavers Park just a week after being knocked out of the Cup there by Drogheda United. Daniel Lafferty and Richard Brush were both red-carded in that 2-1 defeat. Lafferty's been given a six-match ban, with the goalkeeper receiving the standard three matches. Drogs won the last home game against the Bitter Red and also earned a draw at the showgrounds. Bottom side, UCD are running out of opportunities to earn points and avoid automatic relegation. The students are 14 points behind Cork City and head to Dalymount Park to face a buoyant Bohemians. The Gypsies will be looking to close the gap on St. Patrick's Athletic and Derry City to just one point. They're coming off the back of a big cup win against Shelburne. Would manager Declan Devine describe it as his team's best 90 minutes this season? We, we started the game really well, Stephen. There was no doubt about that. It was something we were looking for on the back of the, the league performance a week before. 
uh, where we felt we, we took a bit of time to get going but um, no I think we've been very good this year and long for long periods of, of games uh, Friday was a real test mentally of us because obviously the game had we had played them a week before and uh, and we had to come from behind so it was really important that we got a foothold in the game and, and thankfully in the opening period we were able to do that and really put Shelburne on the back foot and you know the way the game evolved then just with subs uh, uh, and the intensity and us not taking the chances we had we probably should have had the game put to bed a bit earlier but delighted to get through and uh, sent our fans all the way home happy uh, as well as ourselves It was a case of another game another Jonathan Afalabi goal five goals in five consecutive games for the ex-Celtic striker who's been unplayable in recent weeks Devine never doubted him I was never concerned and the staff were never concerned about goals coming because we see him on a daily basis we know what he brings He's, he's so intimidating to play against, but he also he also gives us that threat, not also just linking the play and, and being able to build around him, but he's now added that penetration and his runs behind. And, you know, if a, a team plays high against him, he can be a threat right on behind. But if they play deep, as we've seen maybe with the Shamrock Rovers goal, goal where the ball broke down from 20 yards, um, it was uh, another brilliant finish, but real harmful. Um, I'm sure John would also say the service he's been getting. He played with Akin Tundi and Dylan Connolly on Friday night, and James Clark just tucked down behind him. So it was a, it was a very attacking four, and he'll be the first to tell you as well the service that he's been getting recently has been a, of a of a high level. Another player who's been catching the eye in Dove August Jarrick is James McManus. The central midfielder has been linked with a move away and for a sizable fee by League of Ireland standards. How far can he actually go? His potentials through the roof, Stephen. His uh, his technical ability, his ability to read games. You know, he, he's he's just a pleasure to work with. And as I say, his temperament. He just goes about his job in a in a lovely way. And you know, you know yourself when there's a special talent on your hands. When the senior players are absolutely drooling about him on a daily basis. And you know, he's keeping a lot of experienced players out of the team. He's not there just just to make up the numbers. He's he, he's on a merit and. His ability to play on the half turn, he, he he picks forward passes, he doesn't take safe options, and and his ability to play one and two touch and, and see the pass, it's something that you know it's it's it, it lifts your spirit on a daily basis when we watch him perform, and and nothing phases him. As I say, he could go on and play against any team in the country in any type of occasion with as many people at the game, and it just it just doesn't phase him. And I think you know we're very lucky to have him at the moment. Hopefully, we have him for a a long long time. But he's certainly a, a kid with an outstanding future. And, and if he keeps going the way he's going, then, then this guy's definitely the limit for him. Back to the match this week and UCD, against whom Bowes could only manage a 1-1 draw in their last match at the bowl. Can Bowes beat them and eventually move into the top three for European qualification? I think we're, we've done it all season. I'm sorry for, for, for a game again, going with a cliche. Our, our most important games are our next game. We play UCD in one of our games in hand off the, the four teams that are competing, have competed in Europe. So it's important that that game takes precedence. We we won't look past that. We'll see, we'll see how we go in that game. But... Um, as I said, UCD is the key one. If we can win that game at home on Friday night, we put ourselves back on the pack again in terms of the points and, and how close we would be to the, the guys at first, second and third. So that is the goal, as they try and win our, our next game and, and see where it takes us. As I say, Stephen, it's been a it's been an eventful turnover of players from, from when I came on really at the end of October. Um, we've turned over a lot of players, a lot went out, a lot came on. 
but the harmony and the togetherness within the club and within the the, the staff and players is is something at the moment that if we continue to go in that way, that then the sky's the limit for this group. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be today or tomorrow, but I think there's a lot of growing. I think we've a lot of potential. I think we've a lot of good players. Um, as I say, we just want to go week to week and see where it takes us. But certainly, Europe is a goal that we all want. Um, it's very difficult when you're sitting last week, for instance, and you're watching all the teams participate in the European in the European Games, and it's something I feel that as a football club, Bohemians Football Club, should be should be striving for on a on a regular occurrence. LOI match day on off the ball. On match day 24 in the first division, fresh from their second win since becoming a League of Ireland club, Kerry welcome Finn Harps to Mount Hawk Park. That's where they beat Ringmahan Rangers 2-0 in the Cup. You might remember from last week's podcast, the Cork side were hopeful of causing an upset. Kerry midfielder Sean McGrath was well aware of the threat they posed. Yeah, no, look, I, I was stressing to the boys all week that it was going to be a tough game. I I know a few of the Ringmahan boys that I would have played with or trained with from past clubs like and I was telling the boys that these won't be a pushover at all you know and we probably did start off nervy enough the first 15-20 minutes when Ringmahan did put us under a bit of pressure they, I think they hit the bar early on but I think but after that little spell in the first half I think we just kind of uh, took the shackles off or whatever and we just grew into the game then um, but no it was nervy enough start because to be fair to ring man they're, they're a decent side with a lot of ex-League of Ireland players McGrath is an attacking midfielder by trade and he's bagged three goals so far this season at 20 years of age and with just one season at another senior club Cove Ramblers under his belt he's one of the most experienced players in the squad I was curious to know what kind of players inspire him in the game well, as, um, my two favourite players obviously be Ronaldo or Messi like, but even in in this league I like how uh, Jack Bourne plays as well you know I think he's an unbelievable player and just um, no I really like the way he plays as well yeah he's incredible What what is it about Jack's game you think uh, makes him so good just his touch his vision everything you know he's always quality on the ball even that and his numbers as well are decent you know to be fair to him for an attacking midfielder like. McGrath's story started at Kerry under 15s before spells in underage football with Limerick and Cork City it didn't take much convincing from manager Billy Dennehy for him to return to his hometown club no it means an awful lot to me I probably never had that feeling as well you know for playing for my own club, my hometown club. I was always kind of an outsider when I was at. Well, not really an out, but you know, um, I it didn't mean as much to me as it did from lads from Cork or from Cove to play for Cork or Cove. Although it did, I did want to do really well for the club. But it's you know, it's a different feeling when you're playing for Kerry. You just have that extra one percent in you when you know that your friends, family, everyone that's connected to you is in the stand watching. You know what I mean. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think there's been a few of the the big Gaelic football stars down watching you guys playing as well. Yeah, I think David Clifford was at the first game and uh, Darren Sullivan was at one or two games as well. So it's unbelievable to see as well. You know, everyone is drawn in the same direction. Like The Donegal outfit have been held to two draws against the men from the Kingdom this season. McGrath scored the opener in a 1-1 draw in their last home game and he's keen on taking the confidence from last week's win into this match yeah that's massive especially going into the game um, even though we didn't perform as well as we could against Ringman you know and it's, even in the Atlone game that's two games we haven't performed really well where we've won um, but no it's important to bring that through to the Finn Harps game and start well again you know don't give us a mountain to climb early on 
and uh, just roll into the game from there and see what happens. But keep the vibes good and you know, everyone is always positive anyway. So that's a, I don't think that would be a problem for us. Galway United and Waterford might have designs on a good cup run this year with their league positions almost sealed. The leaders entertain Bray Wanderers who really have to fend off challenges for their place in the playoffs. They can afford a repeat of their 6-0 hammering the last time they went way out west. The Blues have shown some patchy league form of late with a win and two defeats in their last four matches. Their hosts at Lone Town also can't afford too many slip-ups as they try and maintain their place in fourth. They only lost the previous two meetings with Friday night's opponents by the odd goal. Another team bringing some cup-winning confidence into this weekend will be Wexford. They beat Avondale United 3-0 and boss James Keddy knew it could be a tricky tie. It's always uh, tricky playing the non-league teams, especially we don't have enough information on them. They're, they're a new team, a new manager, and you know it was always it's always difficult to to get information on them. But lucky enough, um, I have a few contacts in in Cork, and they looked after me well um, because the team wasn't far off what they, what I expected. But um, listen, Avondale have a great tradition, especially in the intermediate cup. They're a really really good club, so really really satisfied with with um, with getting to the next round. Yeah, and to actually score three goals and to keep that clean sheet as well—that's another massive boost of confidence for the squad. Definitely, yeah. Especially with with a young back five now. Um, we brought in a young keeper uh, from England there um, last week on Mason uh, Mansfield, and um, he got injured during the week, and and Charlie went back in. So again, the, I think the the back five was again under nineteen again. So. It's like it's it, it's a big plus for us because a clean sheet is a, your starting point all the time, um, and the lads did really really well again. Keddie's team have been increasingly picking up some vital wins. They have four in the last eight games, leaving them just two points off the playoff places. The Dubliner believes they still have the potential to get better. Well, you know, there's still a bit more improvement in us because, you know, the last word we're still missing a little little bit, a little bit more quality. But that's you know goes back to having young players as well. You know it's a it, it's a great club now at the moment for any young players because um, we're providing an opportunity for them to develop. Where if they're at bigger clubs, they're not getting the chances. You know, so that's where the force is really really good. Um, the likes of you, um, Luke Brown, Keane O'Malley, they've got a chance and they've they've taken it. So. Um, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for players at the moment. And Keddie has placed a real emphasis in curating a squad of local lads. There's been some quality additions with the likes of Expos midfielder Connor Levingston and ex-Finn Harps and Shamrock Rovers defender Ethan Boyle. He definitely is. Um, Ethan's a real leader. Um, he's a Wexford lad as well. Um, and again, when we spoke to um, Ethan early on the season, um, he, he was a little bit doubtful whether he wanted to come and play in the fourth division, but in fairness to the club, they've they've backed me, um, Tony Doyle, and John Godkin, and we're looking to get locally based players back to the club that that have been with um, different clubs, whether they're Premier or Fourth Division. Once they're good players and they be good at you and they work hard, you know, we'd like to get them back. But you know, it, at the same time, they have to be up to the level as well, um, and they have to be hard working. But Eaton's a good player; he's a good leader. And, you know, he's still only 26 as well. So he's yeah. by far, you know, he's not the finished product at all. And there's loads for him to learn as well. And um, he's still very, very, very young. And, you know, he's only coming into his prime now. Keddie's been involved with Irish football as a player for 17 years and in coaching for 13 years. 
He's played for eight of the ten current Premier Division clubs and won three league titles with Derry City, Shelburne and Drogheda United, as well as two FAI Cups. The full interview is available on the LOI Matchday Extra podcast, where I get his views on many topics, including coaching young players, investment in the league and supporting and playing for Shamrock Rovers. Back to Friday's game against Treaty United and it's another opportunity to close the gap on Bray Wanderers in fifth position. We think we can get there, though, OK? And we're slowly improving. But um, the only focus I have now is on Treaty, you know, on Friday night. They've, they've done well over the last few years. Tommy works with a really small budget. Um, I know they work hard themselves. We we respect them, and um, we draw on two games in this season. So, you know, they've got into the playoffs the last couple of years. So, you know, they always provide a stern test for you. Um, they've got good players in, in certain areas, but again, you know, we've got good players in certain areas. I think we've got a little bit stronger over the last few weeks. So, if we can, you know, keep that that you know keep clean sheets. You know, we'll definitely have a chance because we've got players now that can score goals. They're all 7.45 kickoffs on Friday. On Saturday at 7.30, Cove Ramblers go to Longford Town. The Cork men are another side who can't afford to slip up as they aim to hold on to third position and a playoff place. They're only four points clear of Athlone Town behind them. The hosts have seven points in their last three matches and are just five points off the top five. The sides played out a scoreless draw in the last meeting at Bishop's Gate. That's it for another edition of LOI Match Day. Thank you for listening. And if you can, like and subscribe to the podcast and do tell your mates. Look out for the LOI Match Day Extra podcast in your feed where you can hear all those interviews in full. Safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball 103.9.